The Quest for Wisdom by Elder James J. Hamula, Area Authority 70. The Lord has counseled, Seek not for riches, but for wisdom, and behold, the mysteries of God shall be enfolded unto you, and then shall you be made rich. Behold, he that hath eternal life is rich. Doctrine and Covenants, section 6, verse 7. We are often confronted with choices, the rightness or wrongness of which is not always immediately apparent. We live in a dark and perilous world. See Doctrine and Covenants, section 112, verse 23, and 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1, where the adversary seeks to blur distinctions between good and evil. Like the young King Solomon, we need wisdom in bearing our responsibilities well and making good choices. His story provides insight into how to gain a wise and understanding heart. Ask what I shall give thee. Having been made king of Israel by his father David, Solomon became the leader of a great nation. It was about 1015 B.C., and the kingdom was large, unified, and prosperous. Solomon was but a young adult probably in his twenties when he ascended to the throne. See Bible Dictionary, Chronology, page 636. Solomon appears to have been deeply humbled by the burden of leading Israel, and because the Lord blessed Solomon as he was walking in the statutes of David, his father, he began to love the Lord. Joseph Smith Translation, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3. In Gibeon, see Bible Map 19, Solomon earnestly sought the Lord. In response to Solomon's deep yearning for and imploring help from the God of Israel, the Lord appeared to him and said, Ask what I shall give thee, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. With great reverence, Solomon responded by citing the Lord's blessings upon his father David. Solomon then identified his own perceived weakness, his profound need. O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king, and I am but a child. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7. Solomon was concerned that he lacked the capacity to govern the affairs of men. His faith in the Lord's mercy and his recognition of his own weakness allowed him to respond to the Lord with this request. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9. Solomon's selfless request pleased the Lord. Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. The Lord then gave him other great blessings, and strictly charged Solomon to walk in his ways and keep his commandments. Wisdom was in him. During Solomon's forty-year reign, God gave him wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. As king, Solomon judged the cases that could not be satisfactorily resolved by lower judges. Thus he heard only the most difficult cases. His wisdom was demonstrated in his judgment of a case involving two women called harlots and a dead child. Two women who lived together in a house had each borne a son within three days of each other. While sleeping in the night, one of the women overlaid her newborn, smothering the child to death. Discovering her loss in the night, she exchanged her deceased child for the living child of the other mother. 
becoming aware the next morning of the fraud perpetrated upon her, the mother of the living child appealed to public justice for a righting of the wrong. See First Kings chapter three verses sixteen through twenty-two. The difficulty of the case lay in the absence of witnesses. No one else had been in the house the night of the tragedy. See First Kings chapter three verse eighteen. Further, the living newborn could not identify his mother, nor could he be clearly distinguished by his physical features. Both women were equally adamant in their statements about their motherhood of the newborn. See First Kings chapter three verse twenty-three. Having patiently heard the case, Solomon called for a sword and ordered, "Divide the living child in two, and give half to one woman and half to the other." First Kings chapter three verse twenty-five. O my Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. Was one woman's response. The other said, "Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it." First Kings chapter three verse twenty-six. Solomon's pronouncement proved to be an effective method of discovering the truth. He ordered that the child not be slain, but given to the woman who had been willing to give the infant up to the other. Gaining wisdom in our lives. Wisdom is the capacity to exercise sound judgment in applying general knowledge and principles to particular circumstances. Thus, it consists of both a broad knowledge and understanding of things, and the judgment to apply that knowledge properly. Without broad knowledge, there cannot be wisdom. This broad knowledge grows from schooling in the ways of the Lord. Solomon's ascendancy to the throne and the work that he was to perform for Israel was foreseen by his father David. See First Chronicles chapter seventeen verses eleven through fourteen and chapter twenty-two verses one through nineteen. Thus, David no doubt ensured that Solomon was prepared for his days as king, seeing that he was properly schooled in the ways of the Lord. Notwithstanding his preparatory schooling, Solomon recognized that something more was required for him to properly perform his duties. He knew he needed the capacity to judge, to discern between good and evil. While such capacity may be partially acquired through experience, it is essentially a gift of the spirit. See Doctrine and Covenants, section forty-six, verses seventeen and eighteen. Thus, if we wish to obtain wisdom, we must qualify ourselves for the administration of the Holy Ghost. In striving to do so, I have found the following principles to be helpful. Ask. In spiritual matters, asking is a prerequisite to receiving. When the Lord appeared to Solomon, He told him to ask what I shall give thee. First Kings chapter three verse five. In all Scripture, there is no more frequent injunction than to ask. Thus, the gift of wisdom must be earnestly sought. See Doctrine and Covenants, section forty-six, verses eight and nine, and verses twenty-eight through thirty. Unfortunately, many do not ask the Lord for His understanding, choosing instead to rely on their own in an effort to manage their lives. Such arrogance may arise from extensive study or experience. In the end, however, the breadth or depth of one's expertise is immaterial, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. First Corinthians chapter three verse nineteen, and it profiteth us not. Second Nephi chapter nine verse twenty-eight. Study and experience are good, but only if we hearken unto the counsels of God. 
Second Nephi chapter nine verse twenty nine. Sustain effort and exercise patience. The gift of wisdom does not come merely by asking. Solomon did more than just ask. He sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord at Gibeon. See First Kings chapter three verse four. And our efforts must be sustained over time, since spiritual knowledge does not come all at once, but line upon line, precept upon precept. Second Nephi chapter twenty-eight verse thirty. Furthermore, spiritual knowledge comes not on our terms, our timetable, but on the Lord's. President Boyd K. Packer, acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, has said. You cannot force spiritual things. You can create a climate to foster growth, nourish, and protect, but you cannot force or compel. You must await the growth. Do not be impatient to gain great spiritual knowledge. Foster personal reverence, because the Holy Spirit is a still small voice which whispereth, Doctrine and Covenants section eighty-five verse six. And a still voice of perfect mildness, Helaman chapter five verse thirty. We too must be still to hear or feel His voice. See also Psalm forty-six verse ten. Cast away your idle thoughts and your excess of laughter. The Lord has told us, cease from all your light speeches, from all your pride and light-mindedness. Doctrine and Covenants section eighty-eight verses sixty-nine and one hundred twenty-one. Our failure to follow this counsel offends the Spirit and diminishes our access to His wisdom. The Lord's promise, as Solomon's father David said, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments." Psalm one hundred eleven, verse ten. It is therefore little wonder that David charged his young son to be obedient. The Lord's promise to the righteous is that their wisdom shall be great, and their understanding reach to heaven. Doctrine and Covenants, section seventy-six, verse nine. The reason for this is that spiritual understanding accrues to the obedient. It distills upon the soul as the dews from heaven. Doctrine and Covenants, section one hundred twenty-one, verse forty-five. As we earnestly study and learn the ways of the Lord, and then qualify ourselves for the companionship of the Holy Ghost, I testify that He will guide us in wisdom's path. See Mosiah chapter two, verse thirty-six. Gospel topics: Wisdom, Solomon, Holy Ghost, Old Testament. Note: Elder James J. Hamula is an Area Authority seventy serving in the North America Southwest. Area. End of note. More on this topic. See Spencer J. Condy. Some scriptural lessons on leadership. And signed May nineteen ninety, pages twenty seven and twenty eight. Derek A. Cuthbert. The meaning of maturity. And signed November nineteen eighty two, pages fifty four through fifty six. Franklin D. Richards. Seek not for riches, but for wisdom. End sign May nineteen seventy six pages thirty five and thirty six. End of the article: The Quest for Wisdom by Elder James J. Hamula.